0: John is still messaging me about Sergeant Kabuki, Kabuki Man yeah. Even though I told him it's a great film And he is currently watching it
1: <laughs> He's going to give you the play-by-play uh,
0: but I've already seen it I mean like must be during. Doesn't
1: matter. Play by play. Must be,
0: must be during one of the b- more boring because Sarge Kabukian is good, but it's one of the lesser. It's it's no it's it's better than Surf Nazis Must Die, but uh, mm. it is not quite as good as Classic Nukem High. So gotcha. it's in that kind of mid range of uh,
1: good but trauma, not great trauma. trauma
0: films. Where I mean, there are better. Uh, Countable Musical, Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, But, uh, I mean, it's it's not quite as bad as, like, The Killer Condom. Um, And yes, listener, I've seen all these. I have too much time on my hands. (laughs) 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 And access to a video library of movies before I had the internet. So I was like, well, take what I can get. this is when I lived like with my parents, um, and it was like right before I went to college. So I was like, "I'm bored. I'm gonna go to the movie rental store." And I I was there so often that I became on like first name basis with all the hey, people who work there. Hi. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'd walk in and I'd be like, "Hey, Chris." It was hey, my your parents cheers. know you're watching these. Yeah, they're fine. Sure, whatever. I mean, I'm. I'm... I was 18. Oh, okay. write what I want. It was before I went to college, man. I wasn't like 14 years old. <laughs> For some like reason little be- Chris is riding his bicycle, hey! baseball cards in the spokes, and he's like, hey, let me have new nuns with big guns, part five. <laughs> like, shit wasn't
1: happening then. All right. <laughs> I would find that so hilarious. <laughs> Cause I have new nuns with guns, part five?
0: Sure, sure, little Chris, no problem. Your dad's old are already you?
1: 18.
0: Okay. Well, I'm drunk. I'll believe you.
1: <laughs>
0: no, no. I, uh,
1: want another bottle of Jack to take home? There you go.
0: <laughs> no, I kept going to this video. It was called El Video, which is <laughs> loosely translated, The Video. <laughs> Not even loosely translated. It is translated. Uh, 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 I'm going to be honest. I kept going back there because I thought the chick who was running the back counter on Friday nights was really hot. In hindsight... I don't know. She was a chick. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she they, was a my, woman. My, my, you were, I wasn't you were a teenager. That was the, yeah. I was a teenager with a car. Uh, she was the most beautiful woman I had seen in that five minute span, <laughs> which meant I was in love. Uh, <laughs> like I don't i no I don't remember her name. Um I was so smitten with this chick that I actually I, I we would I would talk to her. That was how smitten I was. I would actually
1: Wow. Talk to her. Interaction. Yeah, it was it was crazy.
0: Um I lent her my entire C D collection of over five hundred CDs in a, in like
1: one of those big binder cases. Wow, you could fit five hundred in a binder? Jeez.
0: Yeah, one of those like real big ones oh, with four okay. had four in each slot and then like double sided on each one. Oh, pretty wow. dang big. Um and I marked out she was like much like I did with a lot of people apparently, I was like, So, do you like metal? No? Let me get you into metal.
1: Uh, <laughs> too, bad. <laughs> too,
0: too bad. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> you like what? That's not metal. We want to talk about metal. Um, uh, we're
1: we're done talking about that.
0: But I did. I, I remember the first movie I rented there because I wanted to impress her. So I wanted to pick something highbrow. So I picked out Nelsferatu <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, this will impress this chick who's just working a job. It doesn't care about movies, probably." Um, but yeah, I, I would like. Go up to this movie rental store and, like, end up talking to the guys for, like, an hour or two to talk wow. about movies before I would end up making a selection. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd watch a lot of lowbrow trauma films because I was like, yeah, fuck it. I've never seen this before. I'll Why not? shot. So. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the critic a Critica podcast. Where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. And This week, it's a Netflix movie. Netflix. Uh, this week's movie is Big Trouble. In Little China. The John Carpenter masterpiece.
1: Classic. Absolutely.
0: Classic. Uh, my name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, oh, that's right, Parker still has laryngitis. He can talk a little bit, but we inserted a ball gag in his mouth to stop him from We speaking.
1: also gave him a catheter.
0: It was strange. Yeah, now he's not going we to We didn't bath.
1: show him how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, good luck, buddy.
0: Uh, Parker can never be busy on a Thursday again.
1: I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure you just stick it somewhere in there. That's right. You want to be careful though. Don't do any lasting damage. <laughs> and I'm Matt Schaefer. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, see right there is when For if Parker, Parker could would... talk, he would have said something. He would have said something. And we would have kept going and would have been great. But instead there was a brief awkward silence. Who would have and, thought? Uh,
0: who would have thought the guy who told me originally when we started this podcast, "Yeah, I don't want to be on it, but you can record it at my house," would end up being the lichpin for a <laughs> lot of conversations?
1: <laughs> who thunk it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey,
1: remember, remember when we started out and Parker purposefully didn't talk much?
0: Not only that, he would like leave the room. That was a
1: bad idea. <laughs> Terrible. Oh idea. yeah, he would leave. I forgot yeah, about that. He would,
0: like he'd like go do projects for Pamela.
1: When we would actually talk about the films. Yeah, when he, he would, would just leave.
0: leave. Yeah, he would just go up and be like, oh, I didn't see this one. <laughs>
1: wow, it's taken this long to realize how terrible that was. <laughs> that was an awful decision. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> All right, well, before we get into big trouble, let's get into some trailer time. t
1: trailer Time. Trailers. I just saw a whole bunch of trailers. All this week's trailer is "The Gallows." That's right. Twenty years after a horrific accident during a small town school play, students at the school resurrect the failed show in a misguided attempt to honor the anniversary of the tragedy, but soon discover that some things are better left alone.
0: This movie stars nobody. Uh, the only reason we're talking about it is because right now there's not a lot of trailers out, <laughs>
1: because and because someone to work
0: it. told me. Hey, have you seen the trailer for the Gallows? This is going to be the next thing in horror. Uh, it won't. After watching this trailer, <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, <laughs>
1: this trailer, are, the
0: first, thing, you are mistaken, sir. <laughs> the first thing that I saw about this trailer was like, oh, good, more found footage. It's exactly what the horror genre needs—more found footage.
1: Great, wonderful. Is this a is it original film? concept? Oh, it's a ghost story set in a high school. Wonderful, Bunch of teenage kids. Great. Right, this is going to rake in the
0: money. It will. Uh, This will be something. Will be good, but it'll bring in the cash. Uh, I don't know who's. I mean, like, I. Just the the first off the um, tagline to this movie: "Every school has its spirit." Fuck you. (laughs) You go, you go, (laughs) fuck yourself, movie. Kiss my ass. You're the worst. (laughs) <laughs> seriously i'm not a professional writer by any means and if that was said to me in a writer's room i would have got up walked over to that writer and, bitch and slapped s- his ass. slapped him just uh, like, you want to... another I... you want another one of that give me another shitty thing say like that, that
1: tagline one more time say it again <laughs> every school has its spirit piss off um oh. Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, this like okay, okay, found footage teenagers locked somewhere, of course. This Jump is every, stairs.
1: Every I mean trailer closes with a girl getting dragged, dragged away. Dragged away from the camera Drug- like drag- every
0: one of these damn movies. <laughs> um, this movie screams super super low budget and you can do a better low budget film yep. nowadays. Um, we didn't review it. I don't think we reviewed it. But we, uh, I might have brought it up. There, there was a horror movie that came out uh, fairly recently
1: called It Follows. I still really need to see that. Oh,
0: my God. It's incredible. Yeah. That's how you do a low-budget horror film. Didn't require a lot of special effects. Didn't require a lot of special effect makeup. Yeah. It was just about a girl being followed by an entity. Yeah. Um and it was one of the scariest horror films I've seen in wow. years. Wow. Uh, very reminiscent of Halloween, the original Halloween, You know, John Carpenter's Halloween. I need to watch that tonight. Uh, what, Halloween? No. Uh, it follows. Oh, yeah. You should totally watch it. Tonight. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. Absolutely brilliant movie. Um, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like garbage. Yeah. Uh, it's just more of the genre of horror, of what horror has become. When it's not torture porn, it's jump scare and shaky cam. and Yeah, found footage. Know, found footage. I'm sick to death of found footage. Uh, at this point, I could, I mean, I have the equipment now with this audio recorder and a camera that me and Melissa found while cleaning the house, uh, which... Start, sounds like the beginning of a horror film. We found a camera while cleaning the house. Uh, I'm like, hey, I can make a movie. And I'm like, what would I make? Well, found footage film would be easy. Too easy. I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs>
1: found footage film about cats.
0: Yes. A yes, cat exactly. uprising. A cat uprising. Oh, God. You know what a nightmare that would be to make? Just <laughs> like It would just be cats running to bowls of tuna. Because that's you all could I can could do. Make okay, them
1: do. you can do a found footage movie. About trying to make a found footage movie with your cats <laughs> and just going insane because your cats don't do anything that you want them to do. That's an excellent idea.
0: So the gallows comes out. Who, Who cares? cares? Don't see
1: it. It's going to be shit I'm in still, July. Going to see it. Go see something better that weekend. What else yeah, is coming out that weekend? Probably a lot of stuff. All right. Let me. Yeah. Let me take a look because we need to tell people what to see instead of this. Yes. Uh, July tenth is. Minions Selfless the Gallows. Don't see a movie that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't Read know a what book. Se- I don't know what Talk selfless is. Talk to someone is.
0: else. Have have a meaningful conversation with a stranger, meet a friend, do anything else than go to the movies that
1: weekend. Uh, I I don't hate I don't hate despicable me, but the, the franchise doesn't need your money. It it's, that
0: that and the Minions yeah. looks like uh, uh yeah, it looks like Cash Grab. It, it looks like looks Cash like Grab. Like
1: you know, well, hey, car- you know what
0: kids love? It's Cars too on steroids. Yeah, kids love these minions. We can make a lot of toys, we can make
1: a lot of uh, merchandise. Uh wait, we'll still be in theaters. Let's see. Terminator Genesis, maybe. Uh Magic Mike XXL. Yeah, just read some books for a while. That's right. Just until Ant-Man comes
0: out. That's right. Just wait just wait for the soothing sound of Ant-Man to come. Parker. Yep. An- an- yeah, exactly. So All uh, right. Yeah, that ate up
1: enough time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when it's just you and me. Right. Instead of looking at the clock to see how much time we've gone over, we're like, has it been 20 minutes yet? Oh, well, well, maybe I mean, we I'll- should stick. Do we have anything else for the segment? 11. Normally we wouldn't even start the segment yet. Uh, how much time did that take? <laughs> I don't know, but it clicked Did I just make more home? noises? <laughs> What the? <laughs> oh, you're the worst. What's okay. an impression I haven't done yet? Uh, well, pilgrim. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 save
0: that. Save that for later. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, moving on to uh, one of my, again, favorite segments, Chris's Corner.
1: Oh, uh, I shouldn't do it without. Yeah, it just doesn't wait, feel Parker, right Parker, do you want to like sing along with me? All right, here we go. Chris.
0: Doing it in the um, worst code, is that what he's doing? <laughs> this, week's, this week's movie is a trashy little film from Italy. Uh, from 1972 called The Virgin Witch.
1: Christine gets her big chance at modeling when she applies at Civil Weights Academy. Together with Christine's sister Betty, they go to a castle for the weekend. Blah blah blah, and mayhem ensues. Alright, alright.
0: So First off, I saw this movie in a new tradition that uh, Parker quickly shut the fuck down, <laughs> which is every time I watch his dog, Zelda, for the weekend, I ruin his uh, uh, Netflix. Oh, this uh, is on Netflix? Yeah. Wow, nice. Uh, I, I, I go on Netflix, I find a movie, I watch it, and it completely derails the, you liked this, maybe you'll like these movies. You should
1: just make your own profile on his Netflix account. Uh, he
0: He very politely came to me and said, you know, I have Chromecast, you can just use your phone. <laughs> You don't have to use use my uh, PlayStation. Like I know, but I really like to. He's like, uh, we don't. <laughs> Please stop. Uh,
1: I did a. Uh, well, hey, if you watch my dog, you can use my Netflix all you want. Sweet. Honestly, uh, I just set up my profile on it, so it kind of sucks. So. Oh, good. Well, I'll make it worse. Uh, there you go. So, okay, The Virgin Witch starts
0: out with these two girls. They go, uh, they're, they're looking for work, and they try to become, like, the one season ad to be a model, and uh, at this point, we've had, like, four lines of dialogue to explain who they, these girls are. Mm-hmm. Um, automatically, the, the the woman who's, like, doing the casting is like, all right, get naked. I can take your measurements. They, just, like, the first five minutes, she gets naked, and then she takes her measurements and tells everybody to the in the audience she is, in fact, 36, 24. 36 what a winning <laughs> handful they have to go and like yes yeah, she is in fact brick house yeah. uh, which is kind of annoying Because i was like well did did that song come out at that point in 1972 i thought that was much later um up. yeah they, they they point out her measurements so that everybody can feel like yes yes guys she is attractive uh <laughs> and then they get the the,
1: the commodore's 1977
0: wow all right. So this this movie called Brick House Before Brick House.
1: Maybe that's where they got it. I doubt it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it real Maybe hard. Maybe the Commodores
1: were big grindhouse fans. You never know.
0: Yeah, you I you don't. You don't know. Um so the rest of this movie is them going off like this girl and her sister uh go to this castle area to like do photo shoots but the sister's just there. She's like her handler. She's like going along to help. Um and even though she's there to help, and she is her sister, they get naked together quite a bit. An, uh, an obscene amount of nakedness, really. And a little Wannister the there. To the point where I was just like, they're awfully friendly. This is weird. I'm just going to go on IMDb, see who played these two ladies. They are, in fact, real sisters. Oh, what?
1: That's yeah, really creepy. They are, they
0: are, in fact, real sisters. That's really and creepy. And Mitchell and Vicky Mitchell. Uh, who went on to do such great films. Well, let's, let's pull up Vicki Mitchell. She's the one with the picture, so I'm sure she has a richer IMDb. Uh, oh, wait, nope, not that one. Uh, we'll go to Ann Mitchell. One of them was in another movie I saw. Uh, yeah, such, such great films like Psychomania and The House of Whipcord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I watched that after that.
0: <laughs> uh, so I'm like... Holy shit! They're sisters. This must have been really weird. whipping
1: the title, you had to watch it.
0: Hell yeah! So I'm like, wow, they're actually honest to god sisters. This is strange. I'm going to do some more research on this because this looks <laughs> like it would be a really uncomfortable shoot. Yeah, because you're just constant. Like she's just constantly naked with her sister, and her sister's constantly getting naked. It's like this is weird. So I was reading up on it. Um, the one woman, I think it's Anne Mitchell has gone on record the, after they were done with the shoot and they would do, like, like, uh, interviews for, like, uh, magazines and stuff yeah. to, like, promote the movie. She actively sought out to tell people not to go see the film. Uh, oh, really? She said it was wow. the worst experience of her life filming and even years later would say, like, this is a terrible, don't ever go see it. I hate this movie. I hate everything about it. Her sister denies its existence. <laughs> she flat out refuses to acknowledge the film exists. on wow. her IMD- or On her um, Wikipedia page, she has never publicly spoken about the film, and when the film is brought up to her, she ignores the question. <laughs> I'm like, wow. this is perfect. Wow. The film is incredibly predictable to a point. And when I say that, okay. I predicted it with about an hour or more story that it didn't go into. <laughs> okay. It just gets to a certain part where, part where I'm like, well, this should be the beginning of the film. What happened? And then it ends. Like, it starts out with these two girls. They go on the photo shoot. They find out there's a coven of witches there. Uh, the one woman wants to become a witch. The other girl doesn't. There's a hierarchy that she has to take down. And I predicted it with, all right, they're going to find out it's a coven of witches. The one girl's going to, get into it, and then the other girl is going to try to get her out of it, and she's going to have to kill the head witch or whatever, Um, and then, like, it'll go from there. It literally just goes, like, she gets in. End of movie. (laughs) Like, that's it. Weird. And in between that, like, oh, it wouldn't be great if we had more time for, like, actual dialogue and storyline. Nope, that would take away from the nearly 15 minutes of naked montaging that we have to watch. (laughs) Uh. There's all, like, a whole, there's a ton of scenes where it's just montages of the set of music of her doing her photo shoots i'm like i mean i i love grindhouse films i love trashy cinema but even after a while i'm just like okay i get it she's naked can we move on <laughs> can somebody say something for god's sake uh
1: this Won't is someone think of the children
0: yeah i'm like all right i mean i know i know i went into this expecting a sexploitation but dear god like can somebody have a line of dialogue? It's really pronounced Coven. I always thought it was Coven. Uh, nope. That's Is the same it, with your biopic and... It's uh, co- Coven. Uh, I, I've always heard it pronounced Coven.
1: I don't know that I've ever heard it said, so... I'm not, I'm not <laughs> disputing you. It's just something to keep in mind if I would but, ever say Coven.
0: I really, really wish I would have been there when Parker and Pamela got back from vacation to see recently watched
1: <laughs> The Virgin Witch. Wow, and that... For some reason, I thought coven would mean something other than just like a gathering of witches. But nope, nope. it's literally a group a gathering or gathering of witches. Of
0: witches. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure this movie can be found on YouTube because when I typed it in, uh, even with Bing, uh, the first thing came up was the watch trailer for YouTube. And you know how the YouTube always has those right. stills, um, and they always try to pick a racier one. Uh, for the still, like in, mm-hmm. for example, uh, in, in Star Trek 2, they had the the scene one shot, shot of, of her standing there yeah. in in like her underwear. In this one, it's literally a woman nuzzling another woman's bare breast. <laughs>
1: which that's should, the that's Which the probably should not be allowed on YouTube. Not only
0: is it on YouTube, that shows up on the search engine. <laughs> yep, I didn't. All I typed in was the title of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like know. YouTube was just like, man, I don't, I can't find a scene without tits. Let's just. We'll just put this out there. I mean, I Whatever. guess we could
1: put the credits. I don't know. Yeah, that's all. That's all we got.
0: Um, I'd say seek this movie out. You shouldn't. Uh, it's not actually that good as it should be. Uh it it is laughably funny at times, but if you like, it's eighty eight minutes long. And if you cut out all the nudity, it would probably take it down to like a slim sixty. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. So. All right, moving on. Moving on to some grindhou- higher brow I, here. I would consider this a type of grindhouse. I will I would too. Uh but of the quality that you should seek out.
1: China exploitation? Asian um, Asian
0: exploitation? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if it would be just like a, a exploitation. This is just an action-adventure, if True. you want.
1: Well, anyway, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, that's right.
0: Big Trouble in Little China.
1: An all-American trucker gets dragged into a centuries-old mystical battle in Chinatown.
0: That's all you need to know about this film, folks, because literally... You're not
1: going to know much more by the time you're done about, watching
0: yep. it. You can watch this movie and go, Huh? That's all I got. He's a trucker. He's fighting people. Stuff's old. It's in Chinatown. Chinese
1: black magic and that's shit. That's right.
0: So he stars Kurt Russell... Kim Control, the most, I'd say this is her second most attractive role for me. Uh, the first being Star Trek I'm, VI, The okay. Undiscovered Country. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, James Hong, Victor Wong, they often get uh, mistaken for each other because people are racists. Uh, Racist dad's shit. Uh, did you do who else is in this? Dennis Dunn, who you've never heard of, <laughs> he plays <placed laughs> the lead uh, uh, next, to, next to Kurt Russell. I'm trying to think of anybody else is in here anybody else is in here that you should
1: uh what's his face um shit i almost forget his name from die hard
0: oh al young yeah al young oh yes al young uh you know you all know al young if you've seen die hard he's the uh he's the ro- he's the uh bank robber not the bank robber he's the uh <laughs> he's the, the, the
1: thief. one asian guy in the he's the group one asian of guy. german heist yeah heist he's the men. one asian
0: guy that doesn't make any sense cuz they're all german He's the one Asian guy, and he's the guy that when they're getting ready to do battle with the SWAT team, decides he really wants a Nestle Crunch bar. <laughs> That's Ali Young. Uh, he's in this, um, uh, as well as every other Asian extra they could get their hands on.
1: Yep. Anyone um, in America, any notable Asian probably in American cinema at that yep. time.
0: And, of course, it is directed by the genius John Carpenter, mm-hmm. a man who I always felt was way ahead of his time. Uh, in directing uh, films, and this film is no exception.
1: No, uh, he no, really, it's really jumped not.
0: on the the kung fu the kung fu exploitation movement that came into mainstream sim- cinema years later.
1: He was on the cutting edge, um, and just his vision for this movie is so over the top. And he did <laughs> like if this was a movie that was put out today, all CGI, all CGI, yeah. Yeah. He still kept the same ideas despite not having that kind of technology. Like, it didn't exist. Right, right. It was all just crazy practical effects, which makes for... And, a like, really, animation g- effects. I mean, some of it looks really goofy, but some of it's just really great. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of it looks realistic, but that's okay because it's not really supposed it's to be realistic It's not trying to go movie. for realism. Um, yeah, so, it's... It, okay,
0: well, let's just break into this. All right, first off, you have... Kurt Russell who is fresh off of The Thing if I'm not mistaken Uh, let me actually check what movie he did before this one like not just John Carpenter film but what actual film he did before this one wow wow he did a bunch of garbage it looks like he did The Thing and then he did Silkwood, Swing Shift Mean Mean Season Best of Times never heard of any of those movies and then Big Trouble in Little China so literally he went from In my world, he went from Escape from New York, The Thing, and then Big Trouble, China.
1: And then a bunch of stuff in between. Um,
0: He is doing his absolute best and most honest and earnest uh, um, John Wayne impersonation this whole film. From start to finish, (laughs) he is doing a... Die Hard. Do, John do you Wayne know the story behind that? No, I do not. We did not get a chance. We were going to watch this with uh, director's commentary. And I, yeah, oh, I so wanted to. Uh, anytime that you can listen to a Kurt Russell, John Carpenter commentary, it's the best.
1: Because I still need to watch one.
0: They're 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 really close friends. Not just like they do, like. It's not just they work together, but they're actually like friends off the set. Um, and they always have like a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey, and they sit down and do these commentaries. And it always starts out with them talking about the film, mm-hmm. and then after a while, it's just them talking, like just catching up, like old buddies. They're just like, "Oh, so how's your kid's little league team doing?" <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so it's it's this weird look, like if if, if you were going into it to learn. Nuances of filmmaking—you might not get that, but it's this weird look into these lives of these two guys that you're allowed to like. Mm. You're allowed to be a fly on the wall for their conversations. Great. Um, it's almost like the exact opposite of a Schwarzenegger commentary, where it's just him watching the movie for the first time, going, <laughs> "Wow, I am great. Look at me. I am amazing." When we did that. It was hilarious. Uh, and I punched the rule bad. Whereas these funny. guys actually know what they're doing in film, and they're like. Well, let's just talk to each other. Uh, right.
1: So I don't want to talk about this movie. Talk about Honestly,
0: it knowing knowing what uh, a little bit from from other movies that he's done with with uh 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 John Carpenter. It was probably just John Carpenter wanting him to just be like just to try to be a jerk to him cuz that was why like mm-hmm. in in the thing, he has that gigantic hat. Yeah. Uh, the reason that the John Carpenter picked that was just like, eh, he'll look funny in it." And then they <laughs> shot all the miniature with that giant hat. So they're like, and the stunt work with that hat before they did principal photography. So he's like, now he's got to wear it. <laughs> and Kurt Russell's like, all right, I'll wear the stupid hat. <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right, so he's doing a John Wayne impersonation. He's driving around the truck. The first thing we see of him is he's waxing and waning philosophically over the CP Well, no, the radio. very oh.
1: first thing in the movie, I like how this movie begins.
0: Cause it oh oh yeah it has that like cold opening with yeah. um, uh, uh, Victor Wong talking to yep. his uh, his lawyer oh. about like the green flame he's and... like he's he,
1: it's basically like uh, I forget what the story technique is but it begins where it ends uh, right. because we begin with after all of the story in the movie has happened and you get a taste for the craziness that's going to ensue because the lawyer talks about a whole city block exploding in green fire, green fire, Mr. Shen.
0: Yeah, and he's like, you, you expect me to believe in Chinese black magic and monsters and sorcery? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and then the movie just lets you know, like, yeah, you, th- this is what you're in a taste for. And then he actually makes, like, lightning go between his hands. Oh, yeah, that's right. So like, to just show off, like, we're throwing all realism out the fucking window right away. Don't kids. worry about it. Strap yeah. in. You're going for a ride. Um, And then we meet John Carpenter's character... Jack Burton. Jack Burton.
1: Mr. Burton.
0: Who is the, like, just... Like, presented to us as this, like, tough-as-nails guy. He's driving the truck in. He's, like, talking on the CB about, like, some guy throws you up against the wall and tells you to... Have you paid your dues? You look him in the eye and say, Yes, sir, the check's in the mail. (laughs) And, like, quotes like that fucking make this movie for me.
1: Which, like... I want to know, like, is he actually talking to anyone on his CB radio, or does he just have it turned to like a channel and hoping that someone... Uh, yeah, I, I
0: just, but I don't know how CB radios work. To be honest with you, I,
1: I know they have incredible range. So, and I know and, it's and, not person to person, right? So... You just pick a channel, and yeah. That's maybe that's what what's it is. And a bunch
0: of truckers going, "Damn it, I'm trying to get directions here. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out where the cops are." This guy's talking to me about like. Hanging out with the Pork Chop Express on like a dark and stormy night. I don't even know what this fuck this guy's saying. <laughs> then he pulls into Chinatown, unloads his goods, and then we see him gambling all night, drinking beer. Like so, like you're you're led to believe this guy's like he's tough, he, he's he's fearless. And throughout the movie, you learn like he's just kind of dumb. <laughs> like, he's not really. He, he is, is tough, I, I but actually, he's not tough because he's smart. He's tough because he's stupid and doesn't know any better. Yeah,
1: I actually love. This is a great. Like archetype of a hero, I always love the hero that gets by purely on luck, purely
0: on luck, and the the competence of everyone else right. around and, him.
1: And yes, and being like, surrounded everybody else by is amazing.
0: Everybody right. else knows what's going on. All 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 the guys from Chinatown, they know what's up. They know what's happening, and they're all like great fighters and, what's... and amazing. You know, uh, uh, they're really great with weapons. And then Burton rolls in, and he's like. Can't use a gun to save his life. He's terrible. His only two skills are talking like John Wayne and catching shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not dying. Yeah, and like just getting knocked out at the right moment yeah. so he doesn't get killed yeah. by someone else.
0: Um, Pulls a Bilbo, <laughs> just gets knocked out before the battle I, I starts. Love,
1: I love the fact that, like in the opening scene, uh, Egg Shen Victor Wong's character describes like Jack. He's like defensive, and he's like he has shown great bravery yeah, and showed courage. Great courage. What he took, like, took sacrifice. So, like, you think Jack Burton's, like, the hero of this story. When really, like, it's characters like Victor Wong, who, like, we are meant to assume by the end of the movie is some ancient warrior. Yeah. That's been, yeah. like, hiding he's, out for years not to, really, try, to try yeah. to defeat this great evil. And, like, this white guy, like, sort of tagged along for the ride and yeah, bumbled exactly. around. around. Um,
0: and then there's some story where, like, they, sh- they go to the... the, the the airport to pick up uh wang chi's girlfriend who is
1: not asian clearly not, not asian. asian at all i need um, to find that actress yeah
0: do you remember her yeah. name um mao yen actually she might be asian
1: Susie pie maybe she is only a very little part i
0: was about to say well <laughs> oh if this ad would close i could tell you all right all right she's from toledo ohio she was pet and, of the month <laughs> and she was play, yeah pet of the month in the penthouse <laughs> that explains why she doesn't have any lines all her lines all her that's lines true. are dubbed she off camera like, no lines. no she literally has zero lines all the things that she is saying is dubbed in by another actress off camera like you never see her no i'm sorry that's a lie she has one one line i know i, I haven't memorized ready yes
1: <laughs> that's the only thing she says on camera <laughs> Pretty much all of uh, Google is just about her role in Big Trouble with Little China. Well, yeah, so, that's the only thing I've ever seen her. Yeah.
0: In. They go to pick her up. They run into Kim Cattrall, who Jack Burton doesn't know, but the other guy knows for some reason. Like, you're not told
1: how or why. No, 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 he doesn't know him. He just says she's trouble. Cause... Oh, no, no, he,
0: she, he knows her. Oh, really? the whole family knows her. Remember, she rolls up and they're like, what's Gracie Law doing here? Oh. Like, they all know her. She works, she's a lawyer oh, works yeah, in Oh, yeah, she Chinatown. works in
1: Chinatown. That's right.
0: Yeah. But it's like... Why? Doesn't make any sense. For what reason? You're not told. You don't need to know. There's a lot of shit in this movie. Like we watched this with uh our, our buddy Seth, who has admitted to me later on that he has a hard time watching movies where a bunch of shit happens that you're not explained why it's happening.
1: Right. And it's not really meant to make a lot of sense. Yeah. He
0: said he had the same problem with like John Dies at the end and Phantasm yeah. two, or it's like why is this happening? You don't need to know. Who cares? it just it is. Just just watch it. Um, you're, you're watching it for the hilarious quotes and the phrases that don't make any
1: sense and the crazy visuals. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Like the punks from Chinatown, the, 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 the guys that are like the street level gang for yeah, Lopez, yeah. those dudes. First off, those sunglasses would not work in real life. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then when they almost run over Jack and he just looks up and just goes, son of a bitch must pay. I still don't know what that means. but it's my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> And then the whole the whole brothel scene where he's like dressed up as like some nerdy guy, a business, like some yeah, like a guy.
1: family man, yeah, like he's like, ch- like doing his best to be like, oh, we're yeah, we're it's raining
0: cats and dogs out here. And uh, when they ask him cash or charge, oh boy, poor cash. I guess it's not tax Oh gosh, that, like there's so many layers to his cheesy acting throughout this movie. This must have been so hard for Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell, um, started out as a kid actor. He was in a bunch of, like, bullshit uh, Disney stuff, like that computer wore tennis shoes and stuff like that. So he was like the Lindsay Lohan of his day. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, the last thing that Walt Disney uttered before he died was Kurt Russell. Look it up. Are you serious? Dead serious. What? Last, nobody knows. He just, according to what I read, he just said Kurt Russell and then died. Or maybe it was the last thing you wrote. Maybe I'm getting it confused, but I'm pretty sure it was the last thing he said before he died. The last thing he uttered was Kurt Russell.
1: I'm right, ain't I? The bizarre two words Walt Disney wrote before, oh, wrote. Di- before dying. According to actor Kurt Russell, it was his name, as in Kurt Russell. It's true, uh, said Russell "And Jimmy Kimmel Live. I don't know what to make of that. It was taken into his office one time after he died, and I was shown that. Wow.
0: Yeah, weird, huh? Um, it's like he's involved in some prophecy. <laughs> so then, like he's like now, just imagine, like again, he he's the Disney kid of his time. Yeah. Now imagine that, and he, he wants to make a comeback. What does he do? Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, which is like the exact opposite of all the other roles. You know, he's tough as nails, and so he does. Uh, he does that. He does the thing. Same thing in the thing where he's just this tough as nails guy who can handle anything thrown at him. Then he does big trouble. Where he's just this buffoon.
1: <laughs> so as right, an he's actor, the facade of yeah, these characters. Yeah.
0: As an actor, this must have been very tough because he's acting he's acting like a a tough guy who really isn't that tough. And then he's gotta act like a tough guy, acting like a a nerd. Basically like a yep. little dweebish businessman. Yep. Um And then like it, it continues to go off the rails because we meet the three storms, which are was it, it's it's thunder? I forget their names. One the the only one that's mentioned on screen is thunder, who just seems to like just blow wind at people. I don't yeah, know. Let me look at it again. Yeah, we have thunder, rain, and lightning. Okay, lightning clearly <laughs> has lightning powers. Right, rain. I don't know what the fuck rain does. He just just shows up and looks very serious <laughs> all the time. But they're
1: freaking crazy. Oh yeah, they fly, yeah. Fly and they have really awesome hats. <laughs> if you've ever played Mortal Kombat, they have uh, what's his face's hat. Those really wide brim. Actually,
0: it's an even bigger version of Raiden's hat. Yeah, like an even bigger version. of Raiden's Oh hat. yeah, they are. It's even huge and and hilariously just gigantic. Um, so I mean, this this movie it goes completely off the rails very quickly. Uh, like like I said, instantly. But then it never. <laughs> I watched it with my buddy Jordan from from uh, Ninjas vs. podcast, and he said it's like this movie is a parody of something. But it isn't. Right? <laughs> you don't know what. Yeah, it's like it's parroting something, but you don't know what. It's like watching Hot Shots, and <laughs> that's the only thing. Or not. Yeah. It's like watching the first Hot Shots, but never having seen Rambo any ra- or Rambo Top or Top Gun, or Top or Gun anything. movie. And just being yeah. like, this must be it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This just right? must be the movie. Uh. And everybody is on, like, 11, as far as the personality scale. Everybody's going berserk. You have uh, James Hong playing Lo Pan, who is the most... Like, at one point, Seth looked over at us. He's like, is this movie racist? And we're like, kind (laughs) of. Because he's (laughs) playing the most over-the-top,
1: like, villainous villainous
0: Chinese guy imaginable. But he's also, like, completely insane. Like, he goes back and forth... Almost at will, it seems, uh, between young Lopan and old Lopan, where he's like super ancient and like rides around in a crazy electric wheelchair mm-hmm. um, and does like a supposed squeaky voice. To, he
1: actually looks like he's as old as he is, like, I don't know, hundreds, yeah, of, hundreds years of years old. Yeah, he's supposed to be hundreds of years old he looks
0: hundreds of years old. Yeah. But then randomly he just goes into like... Young Lopan where he's like seven and a half, eight, seven, eight feet tall, mm-hmm. crazy blue eye shadow, crazy long nails, which he uses to like. But send only out, on his pinkies? Only on his pinkies. Yeah. And he uses them to like send out light warriors or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's,
1: this movie's is freaking insane. Yeah.
0: It, it's batshit crazy. And it pairs very well with another batshit insane movie called The Golden Child, which I need to see. Starring Eddie Murphy and Victor Wong. Uh, He's in that, too. They came out the same year, and they came out competing with each other. Big Trouble was rushed. That happens a lot. Um, Big Trouble was rushed in production to beat uh, uh, The Golden Child. And this was the first movie that uh, John Carpenter worked on with a studio backing, and it was such a bad experience for him that he said he would never do it again, and I don't think he has.
1: Oh, wow. Um, Now, I take it The Golden Child had higher... even higher production value.
0: Oh no the 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 special effects were garbage in that movie.
1: Oh really? Oh yeah. But even this is way Eddie, shittier than the. the uh, 1986 was like Eddie Murphy big time. That was oh when yeah. He was a star. Yeah, that was when
0: he was huge, and I think most of the budget went to getting him.
1: Oh, uh, well, that makes um, sense. Because I mean,
0: let's be honest. In 1986, the, the, who's the bigger name? Kurt Russell or Eddie Murphy? Oh, definitely Eddie Murphy. It's definitely Eddie Murphy. Definitely.
1: Uh, he was one of the biggest people in Hollywood for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was absolutely huge.
0: Um I mean you <laughs> anyway like so the golden child is a very similar story uh where you have Eddie Murphy plays like a detective like he, like a private uh, private eye uh-huh. who finds lost kids and this uh woman from uh Tibet hires him to find the golden child and Victor Wong's in it and Charles Dance is in it he plays the bad guy it's great um, Of course it's got the shittiest special effects I've ever seen uh, it's like Eddie Murphy is incredibly offensive in it as Eddie Murphy would, would be in the 80s. Um, and he plays it but, it, but instead of like the buffoonish hero, he just plays like this guy who's like, I don't believe in any of this, but it's you're also hot. On Netflix, Hell yeah, and you should watch it. Right, I'll have to watch it. Right. When you watch it, let me know. I want to watch it with you. It's All fucking right. great. Um, but in my opinion, that's a movie that I'll watch I I enjoy it But I enjoy it Because it's terrible yeah. This movie I honestly believe Is a good movie A, a Big Trouble Yeah I, I mean it's Certainly a Big Trouble is, is
1: very Like It's campy. I, I can un- I can understand People not liking it But you have to Give it credit For really reaching For the stars With In terms of creativity
0: This movie I, I, I describe to people It's like A modern Indiana Jones Meets A Kung Fu Action film
1: Sure um, with much more zaniness and oh yeah, just like and they, just hyped up
0: on cocaine, yeah, lots of cocaine,
1: because
0: uh, it's it's so crazy, it's so off the rails,
1: I, but it's I, so much fun. I can understand another another reason why people and I think I made this comment when we were watching it. This movie is almost like the anti-blockbuster. Oh yeah, like it takes all the trappings and set pieces of a blockbuster film. But then, like, inverts everything. Uh-huh. Like the heroes, a total buffoon. The eth- ethnic side characters are the hero, the actual hero yeah, the that actual actually heroes. do anything. Um, you have a the bad story- guy
0: who, the, if he wins, we're not sure what he wins. Yeah, it's, we're not it's really. Like, he keeps I saying he's going to rule the
1: universe, but there's he doesn't so really much say, that it, wow. the storyline isn't simple at all. Oh no, it's remarkably it's rigorously complex.
0: complex. Every um, every time the action stops, it's like. Get ready for exposition because we're
1: going to get a ton of it. the 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 plot sort of progresses in weird arcs of of action and then exposition, and you're not really sure when you're going to reach a climax. Really, yeah. Um, one of the one, one of the things I read, like, and was... then when you do finally reach the climactic battle. A lot of shit happens, and then there's sort of this, like, it ramps down, and then the bad guy dies in a really anticlimactic oh, fashion. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He dies in a really anticlimactic yeah. way.
1: Super anticlimactic. Just
0: like, all right, we saw this guy throw, like, a light warrior type thing. When I say light warrior, he sends a beam of light that when it hits another beam of light, it turns into, like, two stereotypical yeah. Chinese warriors. Um, and they you've do seen battle. Him, like, and they do battle. He
1: clearly has some mastery over, like... You know, the essence of time and, and, and space. And like and, crazy
0: mythical beasts.
1: Yeah. Like he's got
0: that thing that is clearly a beholder from Dungeons and Dragons, guys. Oh, there they you go. owe them money big time. There you go. Um, And then like something that's like Bigfoot but creepier. Uh, and he's got a whole army of people behind him. And he dies by just getting a knife thrown at him. <laughs> Wait after, wait after after he misses it, the first time,
1: he and gets, he picks up and he throws gets a it knife back thrown at, him. at him. He picks it up. He throws it back at Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell catches the knife, throws it back, back into again. His skull.
0: Yeah, yeah. The look he gives him is hilarious. When he's like, he breaks that. He's like, she. <laughs> when Kim Control goes, "Do you have a gun?" He's like, "I have a knife." <laughs> and then he throws it. He misses, and the look on Kurt Russell's face is just mother. Fucker!
1: <laughs> Seriously? Aw, oh, man! And then, of uh,
0: course, he picks a uh, uh Lope man, just picks up the knife and goes, hmm, nice knife. Goodbye, Mr. Burton, And then throws it at him, to which he catches it and throws it right back. <laughs> and it's like, why do we just go through all of that? <laughs> just for him to die yep. the knife to the head? That's what I said. It's, randomly. Like it,
1: it's, it's very much, it's not, even for its time, when you had certain blockbusters that were a little out there, it's very, like, it, dashed, it would dash people's expectations. Right. Because if I would see a, tr- a well-made trailer for this, which we should just watch one, um, it would probably present what you said, Indiana Jones-ish, whatever, adventure, yeah, what have you. But what you get is so much stranger at times. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: you're never sure where you are. Yeah. They, like... They're in Chinatown, but then they have to break into this building, but then they have to break back out of the building, but then they need to break back into the building again, and then get out again. Like you're constantly, they're constantly running back and forth trying to save people in this building.
1: Um, and and thing that the like, in some ways, this is almost a creature feature because throughout the movie, you just get these more and more bizarre creations. I yep. mean, you have yep. the you have the big mammoth. Uh, Bigfoot-type, crazy yep, yep. Chinese Yeti thing. Not really explained. Just shows She's up just at there, one point. Shows up. You see its eyes through like a statue in the wall, and, yep. then, it, and it then it just shows out and grabs up. King, Chemical control. Uh Then you have the little, what are they called, monitors or... They're just little balls of eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. It looks around. like, the,
0: again, again, if you play Dungeons & Dragons, it looks exactly like a beholder. Yeah, a beholder. But yeah. that, I mean, like, yeah, but it's this little guy that, like, floats around. He's got all these eyeballs, and he sees everything for Lopan. But he can also talk through him. I don't know. He's like a PA system. It's basically <laughs> a security system with a PA built-in. It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> and um, it's just, it looks like a Mighty Max toy. I swear <laughs> yes, there was a Mighty Max yes, toy that was that yes, exact same does. thing.
0: Um... But then, like, <laughs> Kurt Russell's character, Jack, is clearly the the audience, I don't know what you want to call it, like, the the, the thing that, you know, the character the audience is supposed to latch onto, because he is constantly going, like, what the hell is going on? He literally, at one point, when he turns around and sees the eyeball monster, is just like, what is that? Tell me it's not real. Oh, God, what am I seeing? Like, <laughs> And that way, always, like
1: Kurt Russell can complain.
0: Or when that crazy monster comes out and grabs that dude and and, uh, Victor Hong throws. Oh, yeah,
1: giant-ass spider thing. Yeah, he
0: throws, like, the explosive. He goes, you shall not come out anymore. And he goes, what? What's not going to come out? What is going on? Like, like, nonstop, it's just him being. In "Ah, disbelief. Way more. I, I, like, teamed up with my. Chinese
1: black magic.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's like. He's constantly just saying like he's doing this to make sure his buddy gets his girl back so he can get his money
1: and he can get his his truck truck back.
0: back. And then he's constantly getting into deeper and deeper shit where he's like, "I have no idea what's (laughs) going on." (laughs) And he's not really useful. He's not useful really at all.
1: He's a good, you know what though? He's a good rallier because that scene in the elevator when they're all going down and he like looks around and he's like, "Hey." I feel pretty good feel about pretty this. Good. That's
0: after they drink the the medicine. Yeah, and they have that weird line about like the army and navy and the battles they won. That's what they're toasting to, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this stuff will make you see things no one else could see." And they're like, like chugging it down, and then he just he just gets high off it. It looks like it's like, <laughs> man, I'm not really afraid at all. Man, this is great. <laughs> <sighs> And, Of course, uh, I love the six demon bag, which ends yes. up as being it, it ends up being Egg Shen's greatest weapon, and it just seems to be a bag of explosives.
1: Yeah, it's just like he's carrying around little sticks of dynamite or something. And He just throws them and they
0: blow up, and he's like ancient. ancient. And the uh, one just goes, oh, peasant sorcerer!" I'm like, "What? It's a bomb! Like <laughs> that's it? That's all he's got?" <laughs> yeah, it. Oh my god. Now. The few the, the this past week I got to watch it with two people who had never seen it before. I got to watch it with Jordan and mm-hmm. I got to watch it with Seth. Jordan seemed to enjoy it but was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Mm-hmm. Seth did not seem to enjoy it no. and he claims it be it's because it was too hyped up for him, to which I said, "How is that possible?" Well,
1: <laughs> I I could I could see that. And I think I felt a little bit the same way the first time I saw it. Because I had not... uh, I think I saw this movie for the first time uh, not too long ago. Maybe two or three years ago. Oh, okay. So, and I think I kind of felt the same way when I first watched it. And I still liked it. But I I had to grow to terms with what it actually was. Right. uh, Which was, you know, not this great... I was expecting some crazy epic... Which it is epic in its own way. But I was expecting some crazy-ass epic adventure. And it's more just, like, a really interesting, fun, like, set piece of a bunch of crazy shit that happens. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I saw this movie for the first time when I was... Oh, how old was I? I was, like, 16, 17 years old. I was hanging out with my buddy Shane, who had HBO, so they constantly were taping shit off of HBO. And he said, oh, have you ever seen Big Trouble? And I said, no. I've no and, like... We sat down and watched it, and I remember thinking, I have no idea what's going on. This movie is nuts, but there's something I really like about it. And then I didn't think about it for years later Yeah, until me and Melissa were dating, and I was like, I'm, I'm trying to remember if she had seen it before and loved it or if I just was like cruising because I would cruise through Amazon and be like right. I need this is you know back when Amazon was doing the if you did it more than 25 bucks you got free shipping so I, I, I would always yeah. like go online and look alright what's a $5 DVD to bump this baby over $25 mm-hmm. and, I, and, and I remember seeing Big Trouble and thinking yeah yeah I'll get that and I'm trying to remember if Melissa hadn't seen it or not but it ended it, it's one of her favorite films she loves this movie cool um, to the point where we watched it, uh, uh, by ourselves. We were just watching it one day, mm-hmm. and then a couple had come over. Kind of, they just called us up and they're like, "Hey, we're we're in the area. Can we hang out?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, come on over." And they came in right as the ending sequence was there, and it was, uh, uh, you know, my buddy and his girlfriend, and she was like, "Oh, is this Big Trouble? I love Big Trouble. Let's watch it." And we're like, "Okay." So we just instantly restarted it. <laughs>
1: watched it again watched it back to back we watched wow. it back to
0: back oh it was great i loved it that's awesome um especially because then it was like eleven thirty at night when they came over so that's like funny late and the booze was flowing um it's the best way to watch this movie I'm tired and sort of drunk yep uh yeah i i can't i can't say enough how much i love this movie and all the scenes One one, one of the one of the little stories that, that uh that i heard uh, on a podcast somebody was talking about um uh this one guy was talking about how he was a, a waiter in LA uh, mm-hmm. trying to do the whole acting deal before moving to Portland and getting work up there. Um and he was he was he was in this restaurant, you know, waiting tables. And uh James Hong, who played Lopan, yeah, is sitting there with like headshots, like clearly going to meet uh, a producer or like clearly working. Right. Like this is a business lunch. Mm-hmm. And he just blurts out to to Mr. Hong and goes, Haw, oh, David Lopan," And he said it was amazing. The guy just turned. Where any other actor would have been pissed huh? for being known for a, a like by a character, not his actual name. He said the guy just turned slowly to him, looked at him, and goes, You are correct, Mr. Burton. And then goes back to his stuff and he was like, I'm going on break. I'm done. I just need to smoke. <laughs> that was amazing.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah, you got to love character actors that embrace their characters
0: to the, to the point that he could just go into, right it, into it and then just go yeah. right back out. Uh, and, and like a character he hasn't done in decades. <laughs> He's just like,
1: you're correct, Mr. <laughs> so you, you were correct. This is the last studio film that John Carpenter worked on at the end of the 1980s due to the problems he'd received during the production of the film with the then studio head, Lawrence Gordon, who, uh, practically interfered with the film setup until its release yeah
0: yeah i'd heard he had such carpenter was used to doing uh independent films we we had talked because we i'm trying to think what movies of his we reviewed i know we did uh assault on precinct 13 which was his first film i don't think we've done halloween or like any like they live or any of that stuff like we haven't done um the thing yeah uh, and to say that Assault, and Pre- that's his second film, he did Dark Star before that, but that was a student film. Um, but, like, that's the level he was used to work. He was used to being on his own and not being interfered with by studio heads.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Whereas this movie, a studio head, was constantly getting in the way. Because this was 1980, what, what year did this come out? This came out in 86. 86, yeah. So, I mean, at at this stage in 86, um, producers were taking back, like and studio heads, were kind of taking back the power that they'd lost in the 70s. Right. So, like, that was was the norm. Whereas Carpenter wasn't used to it and he wasn't having it, so that's why he was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this ever again.
1: So the opening scene was totally added by the studio heads um, in order to make Kurt Russell's character jack burton seem more heroic
0: which yeah that, that explains why it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right because, because it's like, like I
1: mean, he didn't do anything i mean sure like sure egg shen i'm sure likes jack burton it's a bit generous to call him like the hero of the story oh,
0: absolutely yeah i mean like like I, said, like I said, he doesn't really I mean I during mean, the big
1: killed, climactic fight scene. He, he kills Lopan by accident. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: But he ends up like shooting like in a in a in a rage of like oh, it's got him. He ends up shooting the ceiling and knocking himself out with like stone that hits yep. him on the head. <laughs> and then you know and then like he kills one guy with his boot and then get the guy falls on him and he gets stuck on him. <laughs> like you can't get that big guy off him while like his knife is stuck with him in him.
1: So I'm just reading down trivia now. When he says that quote about, you just listen to the old Pork Chop Express here now and take this advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down, that's in reference to those three characters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I still don't know what the Pork Chop Express is. What's his truck? It says it on the side of
0: his truck. Oh, okay. His truck is the Pork Chop Express. And that's what that uh, quote means. He's hauling pork, we're led to believe. So. All right, well, uh, why don't we give this sucker a rating here? I'm going to give it three out of three storms.
1: Damn it. Shit. I give it one out of two tries (laughs) throwing a knife at a villain. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Succeeding one of those times. Uh,
0: Yeah, this is, uh, again, if you've made it through this far in the podcast, uh, this episode and you haven't watched this movie, uh, you need to. It's best to watch it with someone who's seen it before. Um, yeah because that way you'll hopefully just get some of their enjoyment while you're watching
1: a couple of beers don't expect to uh, have a movie where everything's explained to you because you won't don't think too much yeah don't think too much
0: because you're going to be confused yep Um,
1: but it's a lot of fun oh yeah
0: it's a lot of fun so alright our next movie is going to go a smidge undecided specifically because a whole lot of garbage coming out yeah terminator genesis we might do but i'm going to be we're honest some, with you listener we're probably just going to wait to see what the reviews are yeah other uh, some, some early feedback some early
1: feedback has been good but who knows so yeah, who knows what that means so um so we might do
0: that might do a couple of netflix films who knows yep so all right well until next time uh i was going to try to do some kind of monologuing with the. Uh, and we are like with Pork Chop Express, but I'm not that creative. Matt, I'll let you do it. Uh, I'm Chris Klump.
1: I'm rolling down the highway on the Pork Chop Express. And when the thunder's rolling, the rain's a-pouring, and the lightning's striking, just remember, you've always got to enter the critic there for your long journey home. Take care of yourself.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time.